Nick, you know the last time we recorded a podcast was 28 days ago? 28 days, almost a month. Part of that's... Man, it's all my fault. Like, I'm not even going to say, like, part of it's my fault. It's all my fault. Like, as no, I explained good, to you dude. prior to recording, like, my life is on fire constantly. So, you know. <laughs> Work happens, man. I'm, <laughs> I've, been, I've been tired, too. I'm literally the dog sitting in the fire saying, I'm fine. Um... That's the way it's going to be. So, in fact, since the last time we recorded, I think it's the last time you and I saw each other. Yeah, it's been um, a long time. College football's been happening. The <laughs> yeah. NFL's been happening. <laughs> we missed a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, MLB playoffs uh, start tonight. I mean, the the Yankees and uh, Twins are playing. You know, the, the Twins got Servino out in the first inning. Yeah. Gave up three runs. But then uh, Didi Gregorius. Yeah. Dude. Irvin Santana went two. Yeah. <laughs> Playoff, playoff awesome. baseball, isn't it supposed to be like pitchers dominate? So, I mean, supposed yeah. to be, right? I mean, yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into the get into the playoffs past that. But uh, I mean, since the last time we recorded, like I said, this is like since we've seen each other. Yeah. How have you been? I've been good, man. Just chilling. Just, just chilling. You know, yeah. Work, riding. Yeah. Stuff like How's that. San Jose State doing? Not good. <laughs> are, they, are they like? Are they all oh, oh, we're awful. No, we beat a team. <laughs> <laughs> we beat a team. Um. But we just got beat by, like, UNLV, and we uh, hadn't lost to them since, like, 1994 or something, uh, something like that. We got beat by, like, 28. Ooh. Yeah. It was pretty bad. I love that you used to cover them, and yeah. after years of, you know, since you graduated, it's, oh, they beat A-team. A-team. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we, we got Oregon State's uh, assistant coach, and he was supposed to turn us around and man we just uh, it it's not good so far um yeah man it's been tough our defense is trash our and our quarterback we don't have a real number one so mm-hmm. they've kind of been tossing him back and forth and neither one of them found a rhythm interesting yeah so it's tough well it's okay because asu is just as terrible <laughs> Um, and what's even worse is our game against Washington, number six ranked Washington at the moment, mm-hmm. is going to be televised on ESPN. So everyone gets to see on, oh, you know, yeah, it's gonna be ugly. bright lights how bad we suck. It's going to probably be an onslaught. ASU gave up 301 rushing yards to Bryce Love of Stanford last weekend. Oh, Lord. 301 rushing yards. I th- he had a 40-plus rushing yard touchdown, a 50-plus yard rushing touchdown, and a 60-plus yard rushing touchdown. Hey man, Bryce Love. He's getting a lot of uh, he's getting a lot of love. Yeah, cool. <laughs> from uh, from analysts though. But yeah, ASU's terrible. So like, following college football sucks for me. Um, understand sucks for you as well. So. I don't follow it though, so it's beautiful. But what's really interesting is <laughs> is a lot of the players that like ESPN was hyping over, you know, the college preseason. Um, you know, USC's quarterback Sam Darnold and uh, Josh Allen. He, they both of them been playing pretty terrible this yeah, year, man. so some, some, they just can't uh, can't deal with. That I mean, college performance doesn't always you know equal yeah. NFL potential, but as of right now, you know if you spend a lot of time hyping up two quarterbacks that are going to be top draft picks that are really not having that great of a year. Um, so I mean, what USC went from top ten to dropping all the way down to fourteen yeah. you know, this week's. Uh, a poll, so Washington State though. When? Well, when you upset Man. a top ten team and you I know, have a quarterback that's been there for I'm saying Washington what, five years Washington now. Washington State, all of a sudden, they're. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's probably not all of a sudden for their fans. But you have the number eleven and the number six team in Washington right now. That's, that's pretty, pretty crazy. That for is the crazy. State of Washington. When do they play each other? 
Um, the Apple Cup, I believe is what it's called. Nick, tell me when do they play. November 25th, last game of the year. Nice. Hopefully they're both top Still. top 15. Yeah. Hell, by that time, top 10. Dude, get this. So Utah plays Washington State November 11th, and then they, well, Utah is ranked 20th right now. They play Washington State November 11th, and then November 18th they play Washington. They could beat both of those teams before each of them play each other. Because Washington State plays against Utah, and then they have a week off. It'd be before a huge Washington. back-to-back week for Utah. That would be nuts. That'd be nuts. That'd well, be crazy. something we can follow, right? Because everybody follows Utah football. Yeah, you know. That's Alex I mean, Smith. Days. I think they're called the Utes. Yeah, I think something like that. <laughs> um, it's like my cousin Vinny. So going back to... NFL football, the Niners are 0-4, and they almost squeaked out an overtime win against the Cardinals, and if they had won, I probably would have broke my TV. I, I want them to go, the I want them to go to 0-16. I want them to fucking win. I want I that number the one Niners pick, bro. I win, though, dude. I needed that. I needed that. Man, you may have needed it, <sighs> I but needed I don't it. want them to win. I literally don't want the Niners to win. <sighs> the reverse perfect season. That, yeah. <laughs> That's the what I want. An undefeated season. <laughs> they'll, they'll be popping bottles right alongside the Dolphins as long as no team does it again. <laughs> They'll be kicking it with the Lions and <laughs> But Raiders took a big blow this week, dude. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean car cars out for two to six weeks. Two to six weeks. What's crazy is some people have said that even the two weeks might be more than he more than he needs. They said he might be back after the first week. Remember week. we literally had the same conversation in our first podcast about when uh, when Carr got hurt, you know, in the the last game of the yeah. season, getting ready for the playoffs, we thought he could come back if the Raiders had won. Yeah, but they lost. We had a full. shut up. We had a full breakdown. I know the Texans have now gone through three different quarterbacks in like the last five months. Deshaun Watson's looking real, dude. Yes, we I'm, talked I'm, about a good defense a, plus a, yeah. an okay quarterback. That's what Texans I'm saying. Like decent. the thing is, is uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be on the field a lot. Yeah. And if they can maintain drives, that defense is amazing. As long as the defense can get an adequate rest because the offense can actually put together a drive, you know, and stay on the field more than two and a half minutes, that team is they're, – they're legit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the Raiders, they didn't have Derek Carr. But, I mean, even when we had Derek Carr, when we played him in Mexico, we barely beat him, mm-hmm. you know. So, the, the Texans are legit, man. And if J.J. Watt stays healthy, Jadavion Clowney stays healthy – Ryan Cushing stops doing drugs, you know, just the normal, the normal stuff that football players should do. <laughs> okay, going back. So as a Raiders fan, the Derek Carr injury uh, run me through it. Okay, well, uh, outside note, I want everyone to know that Nick is wearing a Marshawn Lynch beast mode shirt. It looks very good. He's flipping the bird. Pretty awesome. It's from, okay, from the from week one. That's my tangent. Okay. Yeah, no, nice. <laughs> yeah, I I love this shirt. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, if people didn't see it. Derek Carr basically was trying to spin out of a sack, and he kind of dropped to the floor to kind of give himself up. But uh, a linebacker from the from the Broncos kind of was like diving at him, and he kind of caught him in the back, like in his spine, like lower back with a knee. Del Rio said that it was back spasms the day of the game at during the press conference, but the next day it was announced that. Derek Carr had a fracture in his spine, basically. I don't remember the exact thing that they said for it. But apparently, Tony Romo had the same exact thing in 2014, and he only missed one week of action. Wow. Actually, Tony Romo did got that injury and finished the game that he injured it in. Oh, no so kidding. Derek Carr is a sucker for that. No, I'm just playing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so and Tony Romo, like I said, he missed one game and then was back. So 
that happened in 2014. Um, and the way I look at it is EJ Manuel played really well. Um, compared to what he did in the preseason when obviously in the preseason he didn't have the starting offensive line that the Raiders have albeit our offensive line has looked a bit iffy in the last couple weeks but still they're one of the most dominating offensive lines in the game when they're when they're at their best so EJ Manuel looked really confident he looked really good and his only bad throw and I said that I don't know if I said this to you but somebody else his only bad throw was the interception that he threw to end the game and that was just because we were driving down the field. We had plenty of time. I think there was still like 50 seconds left or something. And for some reason, they just wanted to go for it. And I just don't, didn't see a reason for it. We were steadily driving down the, on them. And it was the second drive that EJ Manuel was in. And he had successfully driven on them the first drive. That drive would have ended in a touchdown had Jared Cook not dropped a pass in that literally dropped in his hands in the end zone. We had to settle for a field goal. So then we needed a touchdown to win the game. Um, the next drive, but EJ Manuel looked really good. We didn't have Michael Crabtree, so that's our number two wide receiver. Uh, Amari Cooper had like three drops, I think, and so it's all in all, it's just it's just tough. Um, I saw a bunch of people talking about Colin Kaepernick coming to the Raiders. We had that conversation. I, yeah, I, it's so stupid. I I don't understand it. It's just to make the headlines. Right? Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like. There's that guy, I don't know what his name is, Sean whatever, the the dude who does all the, like the black power stuff type of thing, like he's like a journalist or whatever. I don't I don't know how legit of a journalist he is. But and he has literally thrown out Colin Kaepernick's name for every single team. And like I saw today, he he like he posted on Sunday, "Hey Raiders, uh Colin Kaepernick fits your fits your team's uh whatever, their scheme or whatever." And then today he says the same thing about the Tennessee Titans and I'm like Okay, well the Raiders and Titans schemes are not the same whatsoever. Not even close. Yeah, so I don't know what the hell he's talking about on that. Well, clearly, he doesn't know football. Yeah, like I mean, I can say that about anything. Like that, Colin Kaepernick I, fits. Yeah, on the exactly. Like he's <laughs> like, and I was like, dude, like that doesn't even make sense. Like, if EJ Manuel hadn't looked so good, I would totally be open to seeing Colin Kaepernick. We got EJ Manuel, and at the time, honestly. I was like, why not just get Colin Kaepernick? I said that when we signed EJ Manuel. Yeah, I remember. And I was like, I don't know why we would pick EJ Manuel over him. Todd Downing, I guess, he, he favors EJ Manuel. And like I said, EJ Manuel looked really good in the game. I'm more so iffy on Connor Cook after how he performed last year in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, throwing a rookie in there like that. I'll, That's tough. Of course, it's yeah, it's, it's a lot to handle. Uh, he's got another year under his, under his belt. We're pretty much the same offenses last year just with a different coordinator but uh, I just I think EJ Manuel can control a game I don't want to say this injury comes at a good time but it doesn't come at the worst time we play the the Ravens next I was and then, literally going to bring this up and then the, and then the, and then the Chargers yep three weeks that's the big game you'd like to have the Chiefs car back for, for the, the Chiefs, Chiefs game. Raiders game on uh October 19th. that's that's the type of, that's what I'm thinking uh is if the he can be, table. if he can be back for the Chiefs game, I we can get through the other two with him. The Chargers, uh, we're, uh, I don't for some reason we always play the Chargers pretty pretty close. Poorly, yeah, yeah I, I don't. We play down to their level. I think you guys will be fine. But I, I same, and they're both home games. Yeah. So I'm actually going to the Ravens game this Sunday. Oh, nice. Dude. Yeah. So should be cool. Okay. But uh, I, like I said, it's it's never a good time for your quarterback to get hurt. Yeah. But 
not the worst. And so. that's the thing. EJ Manuel has years under his belt, too. It's exactly. not like he's new to the game. And so, yeah, I was literally going to say the same thing. You know, with the Ravens game, obviously they lost to Jacksonville, you know, two yeah. weeks ago pretty poorly, too. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the Chargers are obviously... Did, did, did you see the video clip of, like, Eagles fans overpowering Chargers Stadium this past week? No. Dude, they, they were, were in full there? on... Let's well, go Eagles. There's thousands of empty seats at the Chargers game. Yeah. Philip Rivers, he, I don't I didn't I don't know the direct quote, but he said it doesn't even feel like a home game yeah. being in in LA. They're talking about moving them back to San Diego after after the first home game that they had. That's nice. Uh, the NFL just I just I just don't know, man. I know some people that live in San Diego and they're just pissed. I mean, we talked about it before when when the when it happened. Um about like the the moving companies not helping them and stuff like that. like San Diego, like you wouldn't th- like you don't think of it as like a place for NFL football, you know? Like it's it's not like a Pittsburgh or Baltimore or something like that, you know? But that's all they have down there is the San Diego Aztecs and yeah. the, and the San Diego Chargers. You know what I'm saying? So. So you think the Raiders will be able to squeak out these next two weeks? So 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 best t- best case scenario, Derek Carr comes for the Chiefs game. Yeah, yeah I think I agree. I, uh, and <laughs> I was talking to my brother, and he was like, "Man, he was like, honestly, I wouldn't mind if he doesn't come for the Chiefs game. That would be a tough game to come. It's going to be a really physical game. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs defense is maybe better than the Broncos. I, I don't know. I, pass pass coverage wise, they're better, mm-hmm. but." I think that Broncos front is 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 better. Um, it depending on how we how we look in these two games, um, I think will be the the decision of whether or not Carr gets an extra week of rest or if uh, or if EJ Manuel goes back to the bench. I mean, yeah, you guys don't want to bring Carr back too soon, but you guys, it, it's weird because you got you don't want to bring him back too soon, but you also don't want to give up the chance at winning your division or even like sneaking into the wild card. You know, you don't want to lose that playoff berth basically because of this injury. So I totally get it. But we've talked about it before. Quarterback's not the end all be all for NFL teams. Um, It could be though. I mean, people would say the Texans gig is so. Yeah. um, I mean, looking at our schedule, our bye week doesn't come until six weeks from now. So if Carr needs all the time that they say he'd need, He'd get that extra week right there because we play Ravens, Chargers, Chiefs all at home. Mm-hmm. This is a good. It's honestly, it's a good stretch for us. Then when we go to the East Coast to play the Buffalo Bills, and we'll probably stay out East. I'm not sure if they've talked about it or not. We'll probably stay out East, and then because we play the Dolphins, and then we uh, have a bye week, mm-hmm. and then we head to Mexico to play the Patriots. So honestly, out of those f- five games, the only, the only team that's probably going to make the playoffs out of those five is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. We're going to play yeah. four teams that won't make the playoffs. So, like I said, not not ever a good time, but not the worst time. Because after that, it's Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Chiefs, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Eagles. That's... And then we end with the Chargers. But that... <laughs> I just... But... Well, it's... Uh, it's a good time for Derek Carr to go down, and it's never a good time to be a Niners fan. But what I will say <laughs> is that, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know by now, this is the Max Steel Podcast, where Nick and I come together to talk about sports, talk shop, because we're really good friends, and we've always thought about, you know what, what they say on ESPN and Fox sucks, so let's just bring right. people what we think is worth it. Speaking Quick. of ESPN, LaMelo Ball. 
I'm just okay. Sorry, oh sorry, I, sorry. I, was, <laughs> I, I thought you were dead serious for one second. <laughs> Not at all. I, I almost Not at was all. about to walk out the door. <laughs> Quick housekeeping. Like I said, we haven't recorded a podcast in 28 days. Today is October 3rd, beginning of the MLB playoffs. Nick and I are catching up with each other, and the only housekeeping I really have is I want to thank all of our listeners who actually do listen to our podcast. We really encourage you to interact with us, whether you're friends and you have our numbers, you can text us or follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, tweet at us because we do have a listening base that Nick and I are super grateful for. Thank you to all of our listeners. I can't say that enough. And if you know people that like sports, uh, push our podcast to them. And the last thing I can say is please write us a review that helps us get noticed by um, other listeners. While the entire NFL season has been going on, uh, NBA preseason just got underway, and even before preseason started, the last, I guess, blockbuster trade happened where Melo went from the Knicks um, and is now on the me? Thunder. What, what Melo? It's it's Carmelo Anthony. What Melo? I, I'm not going to say it. It's Hoodie Melo. It's Hoodie Melo. Everybody knows it's Hoodie Melo. I'm not going to call him that. It's Hoodie Melo, okay? But yeah, Carmelo Anthony, man. Gone. I completely expected him to go to the Rockets. I think CP3 Com- did. Completely expected. That's why he him. went to the Rockets. Yeah. Right? I man, it when they when so when I was told I was told at work it was a Saturday morning. Um, I got into work and my boss goes, "See, Carmelo got traded," and I was like, "To who?" He's like, "Oklahoma City." I'm like, "No freaking way!" Because in my head, I'm like, "Why?" I did the same I'm, thing. I'm just. They have Paul George. Like small forward. Yeah, that small forward, Carmelo Anthony, small forward. I guess they must be looking into playing Carmelo at the four. That has to be it, right? I thought they were gonna put George there. George at the four? <laughs> I like that you and I had the same thought. I just had the different player. <laughs> well, I was gonna say because didn't Car- they, like the Knicks try to use Carmelo at the four, yeah. and he didn't like it. No. So that's kind of why I'm like, well, okay. Here's my logic for me. why. Paul George should go there. Paul George is listed at 6'9", and Anthony is listed at 6'8". Six, six, so I was six, just eight. like, you just put the what top is? player there. <laughs> and Carmelo, he he used to be bigger, but he's they lost did. he's lost a lot of weight. I mean, they him did. and LeBron, as they've gotten older, they've they've gotten they've a lot they've gotten a lot much. skinnier. Yeah, I mean, you kind you kind of have to you, you, you try and get away from as many as many injuries as possible. You know, yeah. less weight is less tension on on muscles mm-hmm. and less. What's whatever it's wear and tear. Yeah, like yeah. when you land, when you're landing on your legs, it's, it's less of a, a load to put on your put on your legs, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Carmelo Anthony went to Oklahoma City. Knicks got Inez Cantor, Doug McDermott, and a 2018 second round pick. Not even a first round pick. That trade for Carmelo me off. Anthony. It, you traded. I think I said this to somebody, and I didn't understand the reference or any of it. But I was like, you traded Carmelo Anthony for a gumball machine. That's what that's what you got. Like you got absolutely nothing. Yeah, like I'm sorry. The Knicks got. They didn't get better at all. They just lost Carmelo's contract. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. But Carmelo is not the type of player that you just dump his contract. He's not Timothy Mozgov. Yeah. He's Carmelo freaking Anthony. And as much as I, I already told you his stats and how much he's dropped in the past few years, I'm, I'll let I'll let our listeners know in a minute. He's still Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. He's a scoring machine. He can put up 25, 30 points any given night. Yeah. 
now it's going to be a lot tougher because when you cut a basketball in half, it doesn't exactly bounce the way it should. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, because Russell, Russell, Russell Westbrook is in the three, yeah, because Russell Westbrook and Paul George each need to have a hand on that basketball at the same time. So, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be challenging. The, the laws of physics may not agree with the Oklahoma City Thunder's logic, but we'll see how it works, man, you know? That trick pissed me off so I, much. I, I can't believe that I that was it. all I love he the reports that came out, too, that were like... The Cavs had a deal locked up. Yeah. The Rockets had the, a deal locked up, is, but they never pulled the trigger. Is when everybody was talking about the Cavs trading for Carmelo, was Kevin Love not a part of every single one of those trades? Everyone I heard had, had Kevin Love a part of it. He had to be. And all of a sudden, he's getting traded for Inez Cantor and Doug McDermott. How, what happened? How did... They, they held on for too long. I don't understand. That's what I would assume. That, yeah, it's. I feel like it's kind of like that... The whole situation with the Kings. I mean, with DeMarcus Cousins yeah. going. Oh, yeah. Because I just, man, I can't believe that Carmelo Anthony went for that. It, it, It's insane to me. It boggles my mind. Might even bottle my mind. But I'm, and, and like I said, I, I am, uh, uh, I don't want to say I'm a doubter. But I'm not in the in the the majority of people that think that the Oklahoma City are just going to just destroy everybody. There's been my friends have been like Oklahoma City's taking the two seed now, and I just I'm don't. So I just don't see people. it. I'm so sick of that. I just don't see it. I, I, the Spurs are the White Walkers. They just, in case you guys didn't watch away. Game of Thrones, they just got a freaking dragon. Um, spoiler. spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, but like, what the heck? Uh, the the Spurs are the, still the Spurs. And Golden State is winning the championship. So, it's, I mean, NBA season is pretty much already over from my point of view. Yeah, I mean, I'm ty- I'm so sick of, of reactions that go, you know, people just immediately overreact. That's, yeah. that's the world we live in. Everyone overreacts. The Thunder getting Carmelo Anthony makes them really pretty on paper, but you have two guys that play the same position yeah. and you have the reigning MVP who averaged a triple double. And the only way he did that was by having the ball in his yeah, hands. We're like 40 something percent of the it, time, his usage. And so I'm not talk, saying I'm that, not saying that Westbrook can't benefit from, you know, having these players by his side, but it's like, I'm just so frustrated with this deal because I don't think Melo... If Melo wanted to win, he shouldn't have been here. And yes, Westbrook just signed his deal. But if you listen to Paul George's interview afterwards, you know, the the reporters basically asked, like, does this help you with your deal making, you know, in the future? And it's like, it makes it easier. And I'm like, in his interview, I'm like, you're still going to L.A., dude. Yeah. Like, Paul George... No one... I'm sorry. It's the same reason why... uh, Durant left. No one wants yeah. to be in, in OKC. And yeah. yeah, Westbrook wants to be there for a statement purpose. Yeah. But the one thing I will say that is pretty magical by the GM for the Thunder is you cha- you turned Victor Oladipo and Inez Cantor and all the scrubs on the Thunder that weren't panning out into Paul George and Melo. That's pretty good. Like, that's a good trade-off. Like, if I'm OKC fan right now, like, I'm happy. Um, I still like Demodis Sabonis. I'm just throwing. That I do too. Out. I thought he was a good pick, um, but I was kind of still, upset when still they got a, rid of him. Still a rookie, right? Like, yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. So, so Russell Westbrook's usage percentage this year was 41.7, which is like far and above anybody else's. And the thing is, is with Russell Westbrook, we've seen him play with talent. He was on the same team that went to the champion, uh, that went to the finals, 
with James Harden and Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. But were any of them what they are now? No. Maybe Kevin Durant, but I wouldn't even say that. Because Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, a team that had just come off of 73 freaking wins mm-hmm. and became their best player far and, up and above the rest. Yeah. Way above Steph Curry. I mean, he got finals MVP, but this season was Kevin Durant's statement season. Yeah. you know, And he, he did it. James Harden was not playing the way he was with the Rockets when he was coming off the bench for the Thunder. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's gonna be, it's just gonna be a complete change of pace for Russell Westbrook. He'll still be point guard because their two guard is Roberson. He's not gonna be playing any point at all. Um, but then it's it's Paul George and Carmelo. And Carmelo, when it comes to one on one, he's great. But the whole reason why Kevin Durant left the Thunder, uh, in addition to well, nothing really to do. I mean, I've I've never been to Oklahoma City, but I've heard I've heard bad things. <laughs> um, is the way Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook played together was turnsies. Mm-hmm. You take a turn, I take a turn. You take a turn, I take a turn. And that's that's the way Carmelo's been with the Knicks. He hasn't... And people are, are, are quick to go to the Team USA Carmelo. And Team USA Carmelo has been good. He's He's been great. He's I think he has the most points in, in Team USA yeah, history or something. So something like that. Yeah. And he, I think he, him and Kevin Durant, <laughs> funny, were like co-FIBA uh, players of the tournament or whatever in, in the last Olympics. I guess it wouldn't be FIBA if it was the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Co-Olympian players or whatever. MVPs or whatever. Yeah. So, but I just, I, I don't, I, NBA Carmelo has been completely different than that. And A lot of attitude. I'll, yeah. And Terrible defense. And yeah, his defense. Like I told Kavika, Carmelo Anthony's defensive rating this year, uh, this past year, was the worst of any year in his career. And he's had some bad ones. It was 113 per 113 points per 100 possessions, I believe. Mm. Um, so it's just it's the lowest that it's been ever in his career. Like I stated, and I I don't know I. Like I said, I'm. I don't want to say I'm a. I'm doubting them, but I'm not fully on board. Stat wise, what are the what's what's the mellow that OKC is gonna get? So, all right, Carmelo's stats last year. He was shooting four thirty three. His field goal percentage was four thirty three per hundred possessions. So four thirty three. It that was the lowest field. Although he shot four thirty four the year before. That was the lowest field goal percentage Carmelo's had since 2011-12 season. 43% isn't really that bad when you're putting up the amount of shots Carmelo's take putting up. But when it comes to the other stats, he averaged 22.4 points, but he his his player efficiency rating was third lowest of his career. Third lowest. The other two years, his lowest season ever player efficiency rating, his second season in the league. His second lowest first season in the league. Mm. So in a span of how many years he's been in the league? 13? Mm-hmm. 13 years? His third worst year came last year. So that's the Carmelo Anthony that they're getting. In addition to him having the worst defensive season in his career, he had the worst efficiency uh, season mm-hmm. in efi- according to efficiency. So... I mean, part, I, I, I would. I'm just gonna attribute some of that to just the attitude in New York, right? I mean, he he had one foot out of the door for like yeah. the last two seasons, mm-hmm. and I, I I mean, 
it's it's tough to put all the blame on him for what the Knicks put him through, you know. But being a professional means you got to deal with it. So, who do you think suffers the most between their big three in quotations? I think Paul George does. Paul George? Yeah, I, Russ. It's it's Russell's team. Russell's gonna get yeah. his points. I think Russell's assists go up. Yeah, he probably won't put up ten rebounds a game. Yeah. But he'll probably still put up probably he's like 20, 26, 27 points. And he's oh, still gonna, 11, yeah. What, 11 assists? 11, 12. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's, he, he's going to have the ball eight, every position. Eight rebounds, something like that. I think Paul George suffers the most. Yeah. Um, I mean, because Melo's going to be second in line when it comes to shooting. I mean, he shouldn't be, but I would just assume that's the attitude he's going to pull. Yeah, I mean, he's Carmelo. And in the fourth quarter, like I said... I feel like in the fourth quarter, it's going to be a deadly lineup. Those three, Steven Adams and whoever the hell else they want to throw in. I don't know if it's going to be Roberson. But it's those other three quarters. It's the, the span of an entire season yeah. where it's like, with two minutes left in the game, the fourth quarter in a close game, that Thunder team is scary. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'll say it. But in the second quarter of, of the 60th game, of I, I just... I don't know. I'm really it's, assuming that there's going to be reports early in the season, mid middle of the season, saying there's attitude problems in the locker room and uh, people aren't happy. People not getting their first year. Paul George, he's on him. This this is his this is last last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. He's going. He's coming for money now. Carmelo Anthony, he's on probably his last biggest contract, big contract he's going to get. He's going to start getting these vet minimum contracts because if he doesn't win here, he's going to want to win somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to. Do the same thing Dwayne Wade is doing. Russell Westbrook just cashed out, like you said, five years. What is it, two hundred five million, forty one million a year? So get a look, get get, get a look at this. Okay, so I told you Russell Westbrook's usage was forty one point seven. Carmelo Anthony's usage twenty nine point one. So that's already seventy point two. Paul George twenty eight point nine. So together, they put up a usage of 99.1% on different teams, of course. So my question to you, over, under, 70%, these three put it, their usage together. Over. Over? Over. I think so, too. It has to be. I think it'll be right at like, uh, like 76, 77. Yeah. It has to be. They don't have any other scorers. They don't have and, a team. And that's the thing that I'm curious of is if they bring Carmelo off the bench... He's not coming off the bench. That's, that's exactly the thing. He's not coming off Is the bench. If Carmelo comes off the bench, I think that's deadly. Carmelo could be sixth man of the year. Doesn't want to be. As many years that's as he wants attitude. to be. He should be. You're See, right. that's the thing. I he could easily be uh, James Harden when he was on the Thunder. But Carmelo would legit average 20 points. Because if he could come in with that second unit, he'd put up 12 points in the first 10 minutes he's I in know. with that second I unit. I know. I don't disagree. And that, would, not be, and that would be huge because I got to check this real quick. How many minutes per game did Russell did Russell Westbrook play last year? I would what? Thirty four point six. That's not as many as I thought. I thought it would be higher. So thirty four point six. He's gonna play the, all the fourth quarter. So he's 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 probably still worn down. He was worn down in that playoffs in the playoffs. You know, everybody saw it. He's carrying a damn team on his back. This he, he's gonna get some help. Obviously, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. But when he, when him and Paul George are off the bent, uh, off, off the floor together, or even if they wanted to only bring in Carmelo like during the first couple quarters with when Paul George took take a rest, it'd still be Carmelo and Russell Westbrook. It'd be great, you know. Right. Fourth quarter they could play together, 
But I don't see them meshing for an, an extended amount of time, like 30 minutes per game. I agree. And if I were Melo, if I were Melo, I would accept the the sixth man role. But I just, he's, not, he's just not going to. I just think that would be the best way for him. To. I agree. I know. I know. A lot of people aren't aren't gonna agree with that. And I'd love once again we we ask for you guys to speak up. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because I think I go against the vast majority here when I say I don't see it working out the way other people. The do. Thunder will make the playoffs, no doubt. It'll be yeah. easier for them to make the playoffs this year. Do they have enough to beat the Rockets or the Warriors? Not at all. Yeah. And I'll say that now. And if I'm wrong. Great. It'll and, take a long time to prove me I'm wrong. And the thing but. is, is like I said, I see there's people that have told me like a two, three seed at the lowest. I see them being a six seed, maybe five. I I, I feel like the five six seed will probably be between them and the T Wolves. Those two will mm-hmm. will split that that seed. Yeah, the T Wolves still just haven't proven that. That's true. Team, but I, I understand. But I, at this point, where I they think, have I think the T Wolves players have put together a team that look already already looks good together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then they got, like I said, Jamal Crawford coming off the bench. That uh, that just put them over the top for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think the T Wolves made a ton of smart moves, and like you said, they haven't shown anything. They have they've proved literally nothing. But I just think that I like the way that they're set up on paper better than uh, a small forward position with two players listed under it and nobody at power forward, mm-hmm. you know, but that's just the way I'm looking at it because I see the Warriors one, either the Rockets or the Spurs two and three. Um, uh, I'm right there with you. I just, I, I don't like this trade because I mean, dude, the all-star game is going to be so lopsided. Yeah. <laughs> This year, did you, the West did you, is so Did stacked. you see that they're not having East West? You what? didn't see it today. What? They just announced it today. There's not going to be an East or West. There's, let me guess. There's going to be captains, and the captains <laughs> get to choose players. Dude, it's like the Pro Bowl. I quit. So the fans quit. are still going to the fans are still going to vote for the starters, and I think uh, Zaza Pachulia, everyone, <laughs> get that started right I'm now. Not, he's making the. I'm, he's making it. I'm not sure if they're voting for reserves also. But yeah, the two cap, the two players that receive the most starting votes, uh, the most votes, uh, period, are going to be the two captains, and then they'll they get to pick their teams out of the players that were the Good highest game. votes and picked or whatever. This is stupid. I hate it here. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I haven't even watched the last like four All Star games. I can't believe they. Tra- oh, I just don't even watch. Them. Yeah, that's funny. That East West. That's what's always been. Keep that yeah, way. No, Basketball no. traditionalist. Just kidding. I don't care. Whatever. Adam Silver gets to do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Um, really quick. I guess the Bulls got a really good deal by giving uh, Wade one-third of his contract to get him off the books. Yeah. Um, hey. And he, I was thinking you, he'd get more, honestly. Did you see 2K with Wade signing to, the, to Cleveland? 2K says that Cleveland's the number one team over the Warriors. I don't know how that happens, but okay. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't like the moves that the Cavs have made. I do think that the Cavs have a chance to pull a deal like at the trade deadline to go get Cousins. Like I think they have the pieces to pull a deal like that. Yeah. But they're not going to. I but I think they I should. I just don't see the. I don't see the Pelicans trading Cousins. That everybody's talked about is who like it's the biggest rumor that's going on. Yeah, I know. Anytime uh, Demarcus I'm just saying Cousins, they have the pieces. No, I understand. To do it. But anytime Demarcus Cousins likes the Instagram picture on LeBron's thing, everybody's like, "Oh, he's getting traded. Oh, I can't he's getting that. traded." I know. And I'm just like, 
Shut up. Probably not. The, the way I look at it, I hope, I really <laughs> hope the Pelicans double down on that experiment, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna uh, Robinson and Duncan this. <laughs> they may as well go get a uh, Boban Marjanovic or whatever, and get, well, right? get three of them. But so the way I look at it is, the Pelicans gave up their first round pick and another first round pick to get Four. Demarcus, Marcus, yeah. and even if they get first round picks from the Cavs, they're not gonna even be top ten. Yeah. They're gonna be low twenties. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't see any way that they give DeMarcus Cousins up that quickly. Yeah. I feel like they're just going to play this thing out. At the end of the day, they're still going to have Anthony Davis, and he's still going to be their main piece. And if this didn't work, then it didn't work. Well, you didn't get any yeah. worse. Yeah, they already cashed out Holiday, so yeah. it'll be really interesting to see when that free agency time comes. If Cousins signs with yeah. them, we've already talked about it, how if he doesn't, then clearly the Kings won that deal. Yeah. Whatever. The thing I look at with... The Cavs. I'm I'm jumping backwards. It's okay. Is okay. everybody is like talking about Derrick Rose and stuff? I think the biggest, obviously, the Kyrie deal was the biggest move they made. But I think them getting Jay Crowder is huge. I I think he's gonna be wonderful for them in the playoffs. He's gonna be their best defensive player after LeBron. After yeah, and that's, that's I'm telling you that's why I didn't like that deal with the Celtics. Gordon How Howard. Gordon <laughs> Hayward is gonna guard LeBron. Yeah. No. It's I not mean, gonna he happen. Is. He's gonna be on him. It it's not gonna happen. LeBron's gonna have the best statistical, you know, playoff series in his life. He's gonna dominate him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like that's why that's why The Celtics got rid of all defense. Yeah. And just went full force offense. Yeah. And yeah, and in the defense, uh, in the defense, in the playoffs, defense wins you games. Yep. At the end of the game, who can make the stops? It, it, they say it every all the time. Mm-hmm. Who can come up with the big stop? I, I know that's why. Yeah, Crowder, Crowder's huge for them, and I, I completely agree. But these old guards that you're stocking up, I don't care for. Yeah, yeah. D Wade's gonna be great in the playoffs if he makes it that far. I mean, they're gonna rest him. He's literally gonna ride the yeah. bench, and that's fine. But I think LeBron will bring the best out of Dwayne Wade. I don't see Derrick Rose. I think Rose vice versa, being, too. I, I think I, Wade will bring the yeah, best on LeBron, I don't too. think Derrick Rose does a single thing that makes me say, wow, he really helped the Cavs this year. Yeah, until we get proven wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I don't either. I, do not, I don't think it'll It may, happen. and we can sit there and yeah. say, oh, shit, we're wrong. Yeah. Cold take. <laughs> Going back to the, to the Pelicans really quick. They come uh, October 26th. What do you? This is this is the best part about this podcast is that you and I just genuinely genuinely enjoy talking about sports. That as we talk, like we come up with new and new topics to talk about. <laughs> what do you think Cousins' reception is going to be like? Oh, he's getting cheered. He might he, he, he might even be. get a standing ovation. He should. He might get a standing ovation. He should. I think he should. Simply for what he did for the Kings yeah. for the community. Uh, at the end of the day. There's going to be douchebags. There's going to be a bunch of drunk-ass people that are going to boo him for whatever the hell reason. Uh, All of a sudden, all the people that were his biggest fans when he was dominating for us are going to be like, oh, he had the worst attitude ever. Like, get real. I really hope Kings Kings fans are true. The thing is, is I'm I'm just so used to moving on from players. Yeah. Like, I've completely moved on from DeMarcus Cousins. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Me too. That's just the way I am. I'm, I'm an A's fan. I'm a Kings fan. We always get rid of... Talent. Fan favorites, best players. We always sell. Small market. That's what, we have. That, that's, what, that's what they do. So I'm just so used to it. And I've been, I've moved forward as soon as Marcus Cousins got traded. I talked about it a couple times. But like. It had to happen. It's, it's in the, pa- it's in the past now. Exactly. Anyways. It's in the past now. But there's people that just want to. 
completely wipe like wipe the history and then recreate it as as what they want to believe. DeMarcus Cousins was the best player the Kings have had since Chris Webber. He might be a top five king, and he only played six seasons with us. Mm-hmm. What was it, seven? Yeah, Whatever, about six seasons. And that's just the way the Kings operate, because the Kings have never had a lifer the way the Lakers had Kobe Bryant for 20 years. The Kings have never had a player like that. Our longest tenured player was freaking Jason Thompson. I, I, I hate you know what I'm saying? I hate that stuff. It's, the, so it's the worst, but that's just the, the way it is. And then after him, it's Peja. Peja was great, but... The last hundred games Peja played for us, he was always injured mm-hmm. and was a non a non factor for the most part. As much as the Kings didn't win with Cousins, he was super fun to watch. Yeah. I have tons of memories of going to games where he dominated, where yeah. he scored fifty points. The Suns game, I was there. Yeah, he's a spectacle to watch in the sense of the size and the fluidity that he yeah. plays with is amazing and. He deserves all the praise as a as a player, and you know he still comes back and throws a block party here in Sacramento. Yeah. I think he still has a camp up here. I could be wrong. No, he does. Sakai every either, year. Either way, I think it's he cool. came. He he's, came to Grant with uh, yeah. Shaq Thompson to he's, just a few months ago. He's community oriented. Yeah. and Sacramento owes him everything. I really yeah. hope they cheer him. He deserves it. And like you said, with Demarcus Cousins, is the way he plays. It's honestly like when you watch like little kids play basketball. There's always that really big one that he looks like he should be in the post, but he's just bringing the ball up. Like, what are you doing, kid? That's exactly how Demarcus Cousins was. And one more time with his attitude, once again, with his attitude, he may have lost us plenty of games, but he won this at least the same amount as he lost us with all his technical fouls and flagrant fouls that he got. He actually, you know, you know, reports have been about it too. I, th- I think he slimmed out even more. Yeah. Like he, he looks great, you know, coming into the, yeah. coming into the season. So the Pelicans, I, like I said, I really hope they double down. I hope that he signs back to them because I think it'd just be cool to see the two best centers. And I'm going to say it now. They are the two best centers in the game right now. Um, Pivoting. Cat is right on their heels. <laughs> he is, <laughs> it's right crazy they all went to the same damn college. It's, so it's just like. Yeah. You know how like Stanford is like tight end university? It's, yeah, that's like center. Yeah. It's getting to, center it's, point guard. It's getting to the, yeah, it's getting to the point where Kentucky's center university. Albeit a different t- style of center than we're used to. You know? Yeah, Because they're all. They're they, can all, they can all stretch. Yeah, they're yeah. all freaking yeah, hybrid. Exactly. Um, pivoting to the new, you know, Kings era, basically. Um, they played last night. They beat the Spurs. We're going undefeated. I'm so sick of those people. Dude. I, hate I was telling Honestly, so. Kings fans frustrate me sometimes because, <laughs> like, they're very polar in the sense of if we win, we look great. If we lose, oh, we suck again. Kind yeah. of thing. Just like, like, oh, I'm going to go jump off a cliff. ride the wave. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to win some games we don't expect yeah. to. We're going to lose a lot of games. Yeah. And I hope we get a top pick and we add to what we have. Exactly. Like, See, yeah, the, the that's the the overreaction is crazy when it comes to so when it comes to Kings fans. It's the same with Raider fans too. So two of my three fan bases, uh, A's might be up there too, but it, the overreactions do get very very tiring. Last night they looked good though. I didn't watch the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it on YouTube. They're, 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 the they're streaming pass. it. The league pass. The uh, yeah, well yeah, the NBA league yeah, pass yeah. or whatever because the like the one team. Purchase is 109, and then I'll just change my IP so I can watch the Kings. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, so um, um, it's 
They look good. I mean, they played against a Spurs team that didn't have Kawhi Leonard, didn't have Rudy Gay, and didn't mm-hmm. have Tony Parker. But we won by six points, so we're pretty much going to win the championship this year. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just the way I'd look at it, you know? That's so <laughs> that's funny. Just, this is logic. Um, I mean, De'Aaron Fox looked really good. Frank Mason, <laughs> sorry for not texting you back, Kavika. Frank Mason might have been the best-looking king on the floor. So... The reason why he's apologizing to me is I, after that game, you know, Frank Mason double-digit points, runs the floor well. You tweeted it. He's a pure scorer. The kid knows how to score. Yeah. And then you talked about his floaters. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's you know, driving the lane. Kind and of reminiscent of that five foot seven guy that is now on the Cleveland Cavaliers that the Kings had no faith in. I'm not going to so say not gonna say his the name. The reason why he's apologizing is because... <laughs> We could have got Kyrie Irving. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> um, I asked Nick. What do you mean? Did we get Alex Oriaki? Do you think Frank, Frank Mason will make the final cut for the Kings? Like, will he make the active roster going into the season? I have my own position, but I'm really curious to hear what you, you think. I think he could. I think he will. I'll say, really? I'll say he will. So who's he going to kick off? Because is it going to be Malachi? Because yeah. we're high on Malachi, too. I am high on Malachi. I am, too. But we have a lot of guards. We have, a like, lot of, seven. <laughs> but if Malachi plays the small, then that kind of opens it up. And the oh, thing that's is... That's true. I, the, didn't, you know the, I didn't think about that. And the thing is, is if we if if Frank Mason doesn't make the team and we send him to Reno, he's getting scooped up. Some NBA team's going to gonna test him out for a, for a 10-day period. And, and, yeah, that's just the way it goes, kind of, you know? So you really think we're going to hold on to three-point guards? I don't know. I mean, I, I look at a roster, and we have a lot of guys we want to test out. Papianis, you know. See if anybody we should know. get cut. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm not high on him whatsoever. Papianis? Not either, at all. I, not at I'm all. I'm not happy about it either. Especially not when I see players like Scal and Willie. They just, Papianis still looks lost out there. Although Scal didn't look that good. I will say that, and I like Scout. He had a couple questionable plays. He even had one where he pump faked like three times. He still finished, but like I was like, dude, why are you pump faking? Like he had a wide open shot the first time, and then he set himself up to not have a shot the second time, and yeah. it was just really awkward. I just look at our team, and you know, you have Garrett Temple, Malachi, Randolph, Papianis, Scout, Kufos, uh, Justin Jackson, George Hill, Buddy Heald. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, Willie Cauley-Stein, Carter, and Bogdan. And I just look and I say, okay, well, who's not going to make the cut for Mason to be there? I mean, I, I was just assuming we would do it with what we did our draft picks last year. Yeah. When we have a home stint, we bring them in. When we go on the road, we send them back to Reno. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I don't know. I could honestly see Giles and Jackson starting in Reno. Yeah, I mean, look, the the reason why I, I bring could see this Frank up Mason is making the main roster with Jackson. Because individual teams must carry, you know, 13 on their active roster, 12 active ones plus one inactive, um, and the NBA guarantee a league-wide average of at least 14 players per team. So I, I you know, we can keep all these players, but I was just curious like, you know, what do we do with you know, our current players. And so uh, Bogdan, I'm super excited for. I think that if he brings his attitude that he had in Serbia to the NBA, we'll be fine. He he, he didn't look overwhelmingly great, but he, yeah, he looked good. And there was one play, I don't know if maybe I'm just over, I'm, the Kings in me is overreacting, but it was the end of, was it the end of the first quarter or the second? I think it was the end of the first quarter. He had come in, he was our first player off the bench. He comes in. The end of the first quarter, he gets the pass. I think Buddy Hill passed it to him. It, 
I was watching on my phone, just this is a disclaimer. I was watching on my phone on a super choppy stream because somebody was streaming it from like the King's big screen at, cause no TV channel ran it. Yeah. Um, so it was super choppy and it, it lagged and stuff, but right at the end of the first quarter, um, he gets a pass, he spins, like literally doesn't even like take a step and just he, like throws up a three pointer, like right before the buzzer ended. And I don't know if maybe it was just because I was watching the game and wasn't paying attention to the time, but I was like, how did he know that the, the time was almost up? Because, like, it looked like whoever was dribbling, I don't want to keep saying Buddy Hield if it wasn't him, but I think it was him. He was dribbling, and it didn't look like he was paying any attention to it, and he passed it up ahead of to to Bogdan, and he just threw it up, and I was like, okay, that was really good awareness. Yeah. And like I said... That was okay. Sorry, roundabout way to get to my point. But it was good to work. I thought so it was agree. really good basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it it might have just oh uh, whatever, Nick. You're overreacting. It it wasn't as important as you're making it sound. To me, I thought it was a pretty good play. He missed, by the way. It was <laughs> the close. only Kings jersey that they're selling online right now is Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald for one oh nine. Uh, that's before taxes and they might have more at the Kings games they do I think I saw pictures of their online store but the reason I bring this up is because you and I had a question a long time ago who's going to be the face of the Kings and clearly it's Buddy Heald we all kind of knew that going in I still believe that Darren Fox will overtake that belief pretty soon Um, but needless needless to say the face of the Kings is Buddy Heald you make a good point as to why. The main reason why I, th- I saw Buddy Heald as being the face of the Kings is because he's the guy we traded for the face of the Kings. Mm-hmm. At the time, DeMarcus Cousins was the face of the Kings. We traded him for a first-round pick, and the main player that we got back was Buddy Heald. And it proves to be true, still face of the Kings. So are we still getting our Fox jerseys? Uh, that's the plan. I literally am thinking this week I'm going to walk over to the Kings store. Oh, yeah, and it's right there, it. huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I texted you this, and I'm holding true to it. I'm getting a Vince Carter Vince jersey Carter. no matter what. And that's because if Childhood Kavika could have bought a Vince Carter jersey that wasn't customized because he was on the Kings, I would have done it in a heartbeat. I love Vince Carter. And I love the player he's transitioned Vince to. Vince the man. So that, that super father figure role model for all these young yeah, bucks. I, I love it. We have two players on our team, 19. We have a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old. Vince Carter... How old is he? Is he 40? Vince Carter is 40 years old. 40, yeah. He could be all of these kids' parents. He could be all the... Well, not parents. Daddy. All these kids' daddy. All, um, these, all their papas. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just... I'm excited for what the Kings are doing. I like the George Hill pickup. I like the Randolph pickup. I like the Carter pickup. We've already talked about this. I know we have, but I just want to reiterate. Kings fans, you can go get your jerseys. You can customize them. Don't get it online, though, because it's like 140 bucks wait a little bit hopefully they'll come out with deals because that's just it's absurd to pay 140 dollars for a, a jersey a good old nike height uh-huh. have you seen the, the the little thing that you can do with the the nike jerseys no like, you it's like interactive it like you, okay so they have like a like where it'll say like the, the size, size and stuff you can like put your phone up to it like they'll have i think they have an app for it i don't know if it's the nba's app or if it's nike app you just put it up to it and it'll read the, the jersey that you have on, it'll, like, give you facts on the player. It'll give you highlights from his season. And st- That's awesome. Yeah. Like, my coworker was also, he was telling me about that. Um, and then I started seeing commercials for it, and it looks really interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, in this day and age, cool shit like that is cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what jersey I really want them to bring back? I was just looking at this. I was looking at the jerseys on the eBay. The checkerboard jersey? 
No, they brought that. They brought that back, but I can't get it. You can get a Jimmer on eBay for really cheap. Uh, I can talk about. (laughs) Speaking of, I'm so glad that Scal is number seven because to this point, nobody's worn that I can remember. Nobody's worn seven since Jimmer. Oh yeah, okay. I was gonna be like Bobby Hurley wore seven. Well, yeah, I'm I'm saying yeah since Jimmer. But like, I want Scal to. B7. I, he looked good at number seven rather than number three because yeah. George, George Hill. George Hill took it. But oh, I want them to bring back the, like the navy blue from from the early nineties. Oh, I dig it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll yeah. totally buy it. It's it's a little less harsh than that baby blue one yeah. that they've been wearing. And I get it. The baby. It's the thirty year anniversary of the Kings mm-hmm. and, and when they brought that back. But I like the I like the darker blue. I think it's a lot nicer. For sure. Needless to say, you and I are definitely going to catch up, catch some Kings games. It's oh yeah, dude, definitely. That's that's what we do. Our first MLB episode and only MLB episode that we did, we did real quick playoff predictions. That honestly, I mean, as in in this day in sports, it's pretty easy to predict like who's yeah. going to win the NBA, who's going to win in the NFL, but. Even for baseball nowadays, it's still tough, but I feel like for division winners this year, it was pretty straightforward. And for that, you got every division winner right. In the AL, it was Cleveland, it was Houston, and it was Boston. Yeah. Um, I got the AL correct, except I thought Houston would win the wild card. Um, and I picked Seattle to win because, I, you know, Seattle... I thought Seattle had a, has a window that they need to win in that they're slowly losing right now. Yeah. Um, and so it didn't happen, and Houston ended up winning the AL West. Um, and the wild card teams, as I've stated before, were the Twins and Yankees, which neither of us chose, so we were completely wrong yeah. with that. I was never going to pick the Twins ever in my life. No. So, um, Yankees. They were the Cinderella of baseball, I, I would yeah. say. I was, I, mean, no I, I was wishing they would have gotten a little further. I agree. Um, Especially with that Miguel Sano, that that's kind of messed up. You and I both correctly picked uh, the NL uh, playoff teams, though, except the wild card. Again, uh, we picked the Dodgers, the Nationals, and the Cubs to all win their divisions, so we were good on that. But once again, we were completely wrong when it came to the wild card, wild card and the Rockies and Diamondbacks play tomorrow night. You were in the division, at least. I was. I picked the Giants because. <laughs> I thought that they could have one of those years where their pitching outweighed their defense, which, or excuse me, their pitching outweighed their offense, which it didn't happen. The Giants were completely terrible this year. And because they beat the Padres uh, on the last game of the year, they lost out on the number one pick. They are now the number two pick Go because Pablo they Sandoval. decided to hit a walk-off. So Pablo Sandoval, oh, well. who was like five for 150 at one point or something, hit, hits the walk-off to knock them out of the number one spot. So... Funny. Now that we're in the playoffs, the cool thing about our playoff predictions, though, is that our World Series setups are still alive. You picked uh, a rematch between Chicago and Cleveland, and you picked Cleveland winning that. I, however, picked Cleveland over Los Angeles. Um, either way, whoever wins either of these wild cards, um, I would assume Cleveland's going to beat them and beat the Yankees, and I would assume the Dodgers will, in a five-game series, can easily beat, you know, the Diamondbacks or the Rockies, but that I don't want that to negate the fact that the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are pretty freaking nasty. As for the Yankees versus Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland had that 22-game win streak, and 
I mean, they look nasty, yeah. and they definitely, to me, are hands down the favorites. Yeah, obviously, that's I mean, why they're the number one. Yeah, I mean, they, easy they, to say, but they got hot at the exact time you want a team to get hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody cooled on the Dodgers after that eleven game losing streak. You know, I mean, the Dodgers at one point, people were talking about them being the best team ever. You know, yeah. and then as soon as you go on one list. And people say it every year. 162 games is a long freaking season. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't really realize it until a team that was, like, 50 games over, over 500, 500 drop 11 straight, you know? Yeah. So it's it's crazy. But it's it's a long season. And they the players, they always talk about the short memory, you know? Because when you have a game and then you have a game right the next day and then you have seven more the next day, yeah. day after day, you know, you have to. So... We don't really have to go into each matchup because obviously they're going to outplay. Um, but so I guess I want to I, I want to ask you who who's playing in the AL um, you know CS and who's playing in the NLCS in your eyes. Obviously, you know Cleveland and the Cubs are going to be there, but who are they facing? Is it going to be the Dodgers and is it going to be Houston? I would say you Cleveland know? and the Astros. Okay, that would be my pick, Cleveland and. Houston, I guess, if, if we're going to stick to cities. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, well, I, I like being consistent. Um, that's my pick. I'd say, man, I'd say Nats Dodgers. Nats Dodgers. I, Why, you think the Nats beat I, the Cubs? Yeah. Even though you I, have I, the rematch? I picked it at the beginning of the year. I like the, I like the way the Nats have looked. The Cubs, they still have Joe Madden, and Joe Madden's my hero. He's my spirit animal. But, uh... I think the Nats might. I think the Nats so might. So pretty sad about the Nats. Is that obviously you have Harper back, but the Nats starting pitching. You have three pitchers who three starting pitchers, I should say, that are sub three ERA, yeah. and that's Scherzer, Strasburg, and Gio Gonzalez. Um, so that starting pitching is pretty nasty. I mean, that's um, the thing, and when it comes down to it, in a, in the playoffs, you're in a four man rotation anyway. Mm-hmm. If 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 they get through that five game, they're in a seven game series. You're gonna see them six times. Those three, yeah. You see them six times. Well, two apiece. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Six but, games. You're gonna see one of those pitchers. That's yeah. scary. You. That's not the type of stuff. So okay. So my next question was: Is Boston? Boston won. Um, you know the AL East. Congrats to them again. But obviously, we were big on Houston this year. We thought that they would bounce back. Um, so do you think that AL, uh, is easier? It's like, is this going to be a cakewalk for the Indians or do you think that, I don't think it's a cakewalk, but I think the NL is definitely the more talented division this, this season and the play, especially the playoffs. Um, I I think the majority of those series are going to go down to the wire. So you think the national, so are the, so the Dodgers don't want to face the nationals. I'm assuming like, I, I don't think so. So do you think so I could I could honestly see the Nats going to the World Series? Okay, so, right now. so that, you're thinking that, it's that a might Cleveland be my National pick. Series? That might be my pick. Yeah, Boston has a great team. Houston has a great team. I just think that Corey Kluber and what the Indians have put together, the winning culture that the Indians have, Terry Francona. I think that they have the pieces that you know they make it to the World Series, no doubt. I, 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 if I'm the Dodgers, I, could, I don't want to face any team in the playoffs. I just want to get to the World Series. <laughs> well, with Series, the Dodgers right? history, yeah, I wouldn't want to face anybody either. 
I think both the Cubs and the Nationals are just as nasty. And could the Diamondbacks or the Rockies upset the Dodgers based on their playoff history? Absolutely. Um, But I'm going to stick to my pick. And I think that if you look at the Dodgers roster, they have so much talent in each position. And although their pitching rotation goes from Kershaw to a bunch of questionable pitchers exactly that should be a lot better but they they have enough questionable pitchers that i believe you can throw one of those guys out there and he does just enough i mean they still have you darvish is supposedly still an ace it's pretty crazy three out of the four nls teams are in it and that's yeah that's crazy and that whichever team wins the wild card against their own division will have to play a series against their own division. Like, as if 19 games against these teams aren't enough, you know? (laughs) So it's pretty crazy. I just look at the playoffs. I I would say for any baseball fan, we have a fantastic uh, playoffs ahead of us. I really do. I think that there's a ton of um, headlines that are waiting to be made, and it's going to be great baseball no matter what. You have great managers across the board. And the thing I really like, sorry to cut you off. That's okay. The thing I really like about baseball, and this is why I love it when the A's are good, because I get to really, I get, I continue to pay attention to baseball. Like when the A's win, I'll watch baseball highlights the next day, every morning, you know, because I don't have to change the channel when the A's game comes on. When the A's lose, I'm kind of skeptical to do it. This year in the postseason, aside from like the Red Sox, the Yankees, there are not many teams that have won championships recently. Well, and the Cubs, because yeah. last year. But, like, you look at teams like Cleveland, like Minnesota, obviously, Minnesota's not doing too well. But then you look at the Rockies. You look at the Diamondbacks. The you, beauty of baseball. That's what I'm saying is baseball, it... There's no guaranteed winner. That's what I'm saying. Like, ba- like basketball, like I said, I already will pick the it's Warriors It's going to be the Warriors and Cleveland. Exactly. I tell you that for the next you know four years. Saying? And as much as we picked Cleveland and the Cubs... It could have totally been the Twins winning that division, the Tigers being back in it, because that's just the way baseball is, you know, and that's the beauty of it. And like I said, that's why I'm just like, I'm so excited for baseball's postseason because it's a bunch of teams that haven't won the same way that my A's haven't won. So I just know what these fans are feeling, you know, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be good. You and I are going to follow the playoffs and I'm sure we'll have, you know, a World Series, you know, Show prior to it, so we can go over who we think is going to win. But as of right now, I'm still sticking to I believe the Dodgers. I think if the Dodgers get to the World Series, that's not the problem for them. It's the it's the first two rounds of the playoffs. Like if you can get past that, you got to the promised land. And even though I picked Cleveland over the Dodgers, if the Dodgers get there, there's no saying who wins. But I think. Cleveland got what they wanted. They wanted to be back in the playoffs. They wanted to be the best team in the AL, and I think whoever's in the National League is going to be facing Cleveland. I agree. The two things I wanted to talk to you about, since I guess we already talked about the Yankees, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge has, in the AL, led the league, led the AL in home runs. Second in the AL when it comes to RBIs, uh, right behind Nelson Cruz. Which is crazy because all the players that led in RBIs this year are in the NL. It goes Stanton, Arenado, Asuna, and Goldschmidt. That's pretty amazing. Then you have Cruz and Judge. And then the last thing I'll say is is that Aaron Judge also leads the AL in runs. 
So in three pretty big categories, Aaron Judge is at the is in the top two. You, you forgot strikeouts, bro. Okay, so he he's, led the league in the strikeouts. Best strikeout at getting strikeouts. Two hundred and eight. Would he have like eighty straight games had, with a strikeout? He had twelve more. Yeah, he had twelve more strikeouts than the next player, which was Joey Gallo. Um, so here's here's what I wanted to talk about. Aaron Judge is not going to win MVP, and it's going to go to Jose Altuve because Jose Altuve was amazing this year, and amazing isn't even the proper words to explain how good he was this year. But he led the league uh, in average. Um, on top of having 24 home runs, um, 204 hits. I think it's his fourth year in a row with over 200 hits. He's the only, like, foreign-born player to do that since, like, each row. Yeah. Um, and 32 stolen bases. 32 stolen bases, 81 RBIs. And get this, in a 590 at-bats, he only struck out 84 times, so he struck out 14% of the time. three That's more insane. strikeouts than RBIs. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's nuts. I, I just want to put out that... Aaron Judge will probably win, you know, AL Rookie of the Year. Not probably. Okay. It's guaranteed. Come on. Thank you. There you go. Have some confidence in yourself, Kafika. I just, I think that to take a Yankees team as young as they are and for his rookie year to do what he did, I mean, I I think he should be in the conversation for at least MVP. He's not going to get it because he's a rookie, but... He'll probably get second. I just, I really hope baseball fans really grasp how great of a year he had yeah. as a player. Yes, he struck out a lot, which honestly, that's another thing I kind of want to talk to you about down the road is that's where baseball's at. Baseball's yeah. at high strikeouts, high home runs. Yeah. There's a reason why people are hitting 20, 30 home runs for the first time in their career. Every like Everybody's hitting 20 home runs or more. Like, I'm sorry. Because they're swinging for the fence. But Joey Gallo barely hit over the Mendoza line this year, and he still played in 150, 145 games, and for a lot of the year, he hit under 200, and it was solely because he can hit the ball over the fence. And do I like this kind of baseball? Not really, because it's strategically, it's terrible. Statistically, it's terrible, but this is where the game is at. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt Joyce had like 23 home runs, I think, and he had never had 20 in his career. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot. That's I think, all, I think the Yankees are at the bottom of an uphill ascend for them because they're going to be great with the talent that they have. Yeah. Um, but I just I just wanted to make the point that I personally believe that baseball fans should really take in the fact that Aaron Judge has been amazing and that, I mean, will he re- repeat it next year? Probably not. I mean, statistics say he won't. But if he comes anywhere close, I mean, the Yankees have, you know, obviously a great piece of talent in, in him. Um, I just, he gets a lot of hype and obviously any player that gets a lot of hype comes with a lot of hate, but for this kid's age, what he did to even be in the consideration for MVP in his rookie year, that's just amazing. That's the best way I can put it. Um, he played 155 games and what he did in those 155 games is pretty damn amazing. That's, that's all I got to say. So I was going to say, my question is, is he unanimous? AL Rookie of the Year. Probably not, right? Someone's going to throw someone else's hat in the ring. I mean, unanimous votes tend not to happen, you know, um, in baseball. I mean, because it's him, obviously, AL, NL, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, like, I think... I mean, I just... Right. 
the amount of young talent in baseball, like Cody Bellinger had a great year too for the Dodgers. And so I just, I think they're both the ones and twos for, or excuse me, both the number ones for their respective leagues. I'm looking at at stats right now. Trey Mancini will probably get some AL votes. Mm -hmm. He had a a good season. But Aaron Judge was the rookie of the year. Mm -hmm. I feel like he should be on everybody's list. Of course, like you said, there's going to be some people that, I mean, Ricky Henderson wasn't, there's players that weren't first ballot hall, that no player didn't get unanimously voted in the Hall of Fame. You mm-hmm. know, there's just, that's just the way baseball is. Uh, I guess the last thing I want to talk about was, is kind of referring back to our last show too, is that unfortunately Stanton didn't hit over 60 home runs. He capped out at 59. Got a fantastic No home runs ovation. in his last three games. Standing Get ovation. out of here. Scrub. He got a fantastic <laughs> standing ovation from uh, Marlins fans. as well-deserved. Um, Derek Jeter's cleaning house. So maybe Stanton's not there. Uh, Giants? Uh, he would thrive. I've heard. He would thrive in a lot San Francisco. Of, I've heard some rumors, man. He would thrive in San Francisco. Um you know, he, he distributes the ball pretty well when it comes to hitting, and Hunter Pence gets hurt a lot, so I don't see why not. I would be stoked. I'd get a Stanton jersey. I don't care how much we're paying him. doesn't matter to me. He's going to um, be fun as hell. How many opposite field McCovey told home runs do you think yeah. he would have? I think he would have a ton. My God, it would be ridiculous. That way, right? You're ridiculous. It's so sense. short. Yeah. Yeah. He'll probably try hitting left-handed. Be the next player. <laughs> <Yeah. ball. laughs> why not? Yeah, dude, um, it's... Just sticking the bat out with his power, yeah. Home run. Uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, he now in the you know post steroid era of baseball, he has the most home runs by any player, uh, behind uh, Maris, and that's fifty nine. He passed uh, Ryan Howard, who previously had fifty eight. Um, I mean, from where Stanton started his career to the year that he had this year is. Pretty phenomenal. I mean, he had a down year last year, and to come back the way he did this year is fantastic. So congrats to him. I really, really, really wish he hit 62 just so people could have that conversation of where is baseball now when it comes to who's the greatest of all time and greatest hitters and home run leaders and all that jazz. But unfortunately, we won't get that. So You think he hits more or less next year? Less. It's so hard to... How many more walks do you think he gets next year? Especially if he stays on the Marlins. If he stays on the Marlins, I feel like it'll be the same because no one's going to... I mean, Osuna had such a great year behind him, so it's like, you know, if they can be a good one-two punch, that'll be great, but if Jeter... Jeter's not going to keep either of them. I would say, excuse me, Jeter will keep one of them or get rid of both of them. Um, It sounds like Jeter's implementing the small market routine of smaller budget with better players. We'll see if that works. Um... Marlins need an identity, I'll say that. If the Giants pick him up, go for it at this point. Like, the Giants don't have an identity either. They're, you know, they just retired two players this year, two pitchers that were staples in their, you know, winning years in Vogelsong and Matt Cain. Um, By the way, Matt Cain wrote an awesome uh, Players' Tribune piece about being being a Giants player. Uh, in his career, I highly recommend anyone read that, um, because it's it's very heartfelt, and I thought it was awesome. So if the Giants get Stanton, go for it. I don't care who we trade. Um, 
but I would say they are, their current untouchables are Posey, Bumgarner, and Crawford. Anyone else past that is tradable. So, so is there anything else you wanted to talk about with, you know, we're in a beautiful time of sports, right? Uh, college football, NFL football, uh, preseason basketball, preseason basketball, baseball, postseason baseball, preseason hockey for those people Hockey's that are coming out. The Premier League's been a, a month yeah. in. No one talks about soccer. No. Whatever, I care about it. Before we head out, I wanted to remind everyone that you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Max Steel Podcast. Ryan still writes awesome articles for us. Uh, please share us with your friends, interact with us. If we triggered you on something, email us or, you know, tweet at us, Facebook us, however you want to contribute to us. We're really interested to read what you have to say. Um, dude, did you hear the news? What? The, the B element in, uh, the periodic table. It's, uh, doesn't stand for boron anymore. It stands for baller. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> I hate you. 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 I the just, jokes of Lavar Ball being a teacher are just too good to pass up, man. I hate I'm you. telling you, I love I'm it. I'm gonna continue to tell you I hate you. Um, please interact with us. <laughs> Sorry, Share us with your friends. Last thing, please, if you can, write us a review. Reviews help us get noticed by uh, other people that are just scrubbing through podcasts to listen to. Um, we really enjoy bringing you content. Um, you know, this show was basically a chance for Nick and I to talk about sports in a way that we believe media is not covering. I really don't care to talk about who stands for the national anthem. I cannot stand articles that come out and list <laughs> all the players. You can't stand. I hate you. You can't stand them. <laughs> I hate articles that literally list every player that didn't stand for the national anthem. That is a waste of time. That is you're promoting crap that just just don't talk. That's not, in my opinion, worth sports time to talk about. Is it a social thing to talk about? Maybe. But when I wanted. When I personally want to hear about sports, I want to hear analysis and stat review of how it happened, like how, how the game played out. You know, that's what I care about. And I'm tired of Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless getting the amount of attention that they do in it. It kills me to the core. And that's why we created this show for you, the listener. We really, 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 really want to thank our listeners because without you guys, we would not continue to make these shows. And maybe one day we will get to a point where we can provide. Um, quicker content on a regular basis, and I would really enjoy that. If I could make this my full-time job, I probably would do it. In a heartbeat. So, with that, I'm one of your co-hosts, Kavika. This is my partner in crime, Nick. Peace. And we're out.